0: The Open Book on CliffCentral.com It is the 9th of June, 2016. Um, getting quite cold here in Johannesburg. It, it is. <laughs> getting quite cold indeed. Uh, but you know what? Um, it, is, uh, it is a beautiful day indeed. For this is the day that the Lord has made. So uh, a warm welcome to all of you to The Open Book. Right here on Cliff Central with myself, Flo Yiso, And I'm not alone.
1: And Shalom <laughs> Kandanez is back in the studio again. Right here on uh, Cliff Central. Good morning. (laughs) By
0: popular, by popular demand. By popular demand I mean like you know I I sort of heard all, um, I, I was reading through Actually Just everybody Just saying how wonderful It was To sort of really Just have you on the show So a great welcome To you again
1: Thanks I'm very blessed To be back
0: And as we were actually um, Just outside the studio We decided that Because I'm going away Next week I didn't want to get To a point where I actually do a replay Of one of the other shows So uh, so Shalom is going to Be taking over Just for next week though just Don't for get next used week. to this Just okay? for next week It's just a taste Of His goodness Okay Over this goodness. I mean, have, have you seen the messages that have been coming? I've through? seen the
1: messages, and it's really just encouraging to see how people are actually not just complimenting, but really interacting in the show as well. So the open book is really doing something very open and touching people's lives, and really getting them informed in more ways than one. So it's really an absolute blessing and grace that I could be here to share with everybody. And it's all about thecliffcentral.com On the open book awesome with the legend stuff. himself, Louis Obala. Oh,
0: Come on, I knew you had to say that. You had to say that. But other men, like, how was your week? How was your week been so far?
1: My week, it's been good. Um, encouraging. It's all about really just pushing, you know, to the um, just pressing towards the mark of the higher calling, really, yeah. and and allowing God to just do His will. It's all about waiting, waiting patiently, and realizing what grace does when it locates you. Yeah. And being here alone, it's really just, um, the fruits of being located by Grace. So it's really a blessing for me to be here. Looking forward to what we're going to be speaking about.
0: Yes, you're going to be taking that over today, actually. So I'm I'm Apparently. kind of going to be like co-host now, <laughs> and then next week's going to be you alone, and then I'm back again the following week.
1: Yeah, and while we're sitting here in studio, a lot of other things are happening in and around our country.
0: Absolutely. So I want to actually just kind of talk about that yeah. for just a little bit uh, because it hasn't been such a great week mm-hmm. um, for the South African uh, Christian community. I'm sure that most of you have, have heard and saw the pics of uh, Durban Christian Center. Which kind of went up in flames um, did, Or at least literally. most of it And that happened on Tuesday The 7th of June Which is two days ago Yes uh, Today um, And I remember I mean I remember The the first time I went there I probably was there before But I remember the first time I went there It was part of my tour uh, For my very first album um, and, um, and Jonathan Butler came in as a special guest mm-hmm. to come and perform. So, um, so it was really just awesome. You know, I've, I've got great memories of the place. I know that Kayam Tet was just done his DVD, there. um, there as yeah. well, which is going to be out soon. Um, and, um, and, and yeah, but I mean, the thing is, it's, it's obviously painful for, for us, but imagine how much more it is for the people who actually attend the church, you know, to know that probably for the next few months or for the next year or so, they're actually you know, can't use that structure, which exactly. has become which has become their home.
1: And they've put up so much work in in getting it what it is today, because it was it looked it looked amazing. I mean, it was the dome it was. I mean,
0: it was a magnificent a magnificent yes. structure, and uh, and uh, and and to really to sort of see you know like to, to, to see it being engulfed in fire oh, um, was truly heartbreaking. Yes. Uh, but you know that our God is a God of restoration, and, um, and that's what indeed. the devil meant for us. That God is going to turn it for good. Yes. That is going to totally make him, uh, you know, make him regret every single thing that is done.
1: Yes. Most definitely.
0: So, um, so on the line, actually, um, I've got I've got Tabo, um, a Tabo Kikina, you know, who's a member of DCC, and um, I spoke to him yesterday, and he had actually quite a, a magnificent story, um, of of actually what happened. Tabo, are you there?
2: Hey, nice to you.
0: I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Good to have you in the open book, and thanks for making the time. No,
2: no problem. Great to be here.
0: Yeah, bro. So listen, so yesterday you told me an interesting story just about like your whereabouts on the day and how you got to find out about this. Um could you please just share this with us?
2: Yeah, I man. I mean I was I was on my way from work, uh, and I pass the DCC every day when I go home. So this was around about half past five. Yeah. And I got home I'd say about ten to six and immediately as I get into the house, my little sister called me. She was also talking by uh dcc and he tells me that the church is on fire i mean that's not what you don't normally hear that
0: no 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 so unless I you know to, unless I maybe to, the holy spirit is doing its yeah, thing over there That's yeah, never you believe. know it's never yeah, natural so I fire have
2: to yeah. i had to inquire a bit more you know and also what do you what do you mean i mean i just passed the church what do you mean because the roof the entire roof is engulfed in flames so i mean the first thing i thought is twitter that because these days, that's quite reliable. Yeah. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: I go on just to see what people are saying. And yeah, there was a friend scene. I know mean, it, was, it was trending. There were pictures already and a couple of clips. So I called a couple of my friends, my parents. We got into the cars and we all drove up there. I got there. There must have been about a thousand people already just there sure. by the parking lot, the gates into the building. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was, the fire was almost out by the time I got there. I must have gotten there around three past six. So this all happened within a 30-minute window.
3: Wow.
2: And, yeah, the the, the structure is standing, but uh-huh. the entire roof is uh, down. All the chairs inside, including that top gallery, all of that oh, is down. It's just the frames that are left behind now. And uh, we couldn't really see what's happening with the stage and whatnot, but I mean, obviously all the, all the rigging, all the speakers, and that's all new equipment, eh? That's all equipment oh, that we put up in 2015. Yeah. so all of that all of that is, is burned, but they managed to save the a building which we call the constant center where the children had their church, mm. as well as a couple of the offices that house people's documents like uh, our connect system
3: yeah but, uh,
2: the offices where we keep our hard drives the uh, the servers i mean those were those were server were right? they saved that they could save, but uh yeah, that's where apparently the fire started from.
0: Sure. Yeah. And what's the extent to I me, mean, like what's the extent? Um d- does anybody know exactly um exactly what happened and what caused the fire?
2: Okay, we, we did speak to the gentleman that was there
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, at the scene as the when the fire uh, erupted. Yeah. So he was pretty broken, like on the on Tuesday when I got to sure. him he was quite broken down so he didn't really want to, you know, bother him too much. But later on he did say that uh he saw he saw smoke. He was inside the church. This was around 5 p.m. and he saw smoke, went to see what happened, and behind the stage, where um, where they do the video editing, there was a fire. He he found a fire. He couldn't. You can't conclusively say what started it. They suspect it might have been electrical fault, but he cannot conclusively say that until the investigation is done. So he tried to put it out, but it was just too much. It overpowered him and was very close to the roof. The thing with our roof it is it's aluminium because aluminium yeah. is pretty light. Mm. So for that kind of structure, you want to use a lightweight material. But it's also pretty flammable. So the roof caught on fire, and yeah, within within 15 minutes, the roof was out. So by the time the time the emergency responders came through, the the roof was, was quite far gone. They had already caved in. So all they managed to do was just salvage the buildings next to it. And then put the fire out. They did a pretty starling job in that. So no lives are lost, thank God. Uh everyone managed to get out at one time. But yeah, man, that that's that's how it started. Right now it's just suspected that it was an electrical fault, but up control investigation is done. Only then we'll have a conclusive answer as to
0: what happened. I've gotta say, you know, one thing that I that I saw in the pictures that um that were up was that and, and I don't know if it means anything because some people are like, listen, if something burns down, we can't always just be looking for, for, for some spiritual answer for it. But it was sort of amazing that, you know, the cross still stood. Yes. You know, yeah. in, uh, in, 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 in all of that. Is that cross, is, is the cross still there?
2: The cross is still there, but I'm, I must say this, you know, I, 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 I'm a civil engineer by profession. Yeah. So we, we have, we have suggested that because of the intense heat, that if you were standing outside, you you you'd know this. If you're standing there by the parking lot too, which is the opposite of the building, that's quite a quite a distance. It's about a hundred to 150 hundred and fifteen meters away from the actual building.
0: Okay. But like you
2: could still feel the intense heat towards you. And yeah. this is after they put the fire out. So you, you worry a bit that 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 such a being there might you know there, there's there's a worry there. So there's a concern that maybe you might just have to put it down now. But yeah. it was amazing that it did stand. It did not. It did not have any problems during the fire. It, and they, in fact, it even still had the light. They had to be put out wow. by the firefighters just, just for security purposes. But it was still there, still glowing, still shining a light. Yeah. So yes, that was quite. A, that was quite a. I have another. another. You know, spiritual talk, but look. Let's go a spade, a spade If it was an electrical fault, it's an electrical fault. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah, that's right. It's an
2: oversight, but it's something that we need to, you know, we don't have fixate yourself too much. in saying some demonic effects. We you know there's a lot going on in the country right now. Especially with the U.S. and all of them are saying, so there were some people saying it might be a terrorist attack, and no, 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 we that it's definitely not the case. <laughs> no fault. Found, mm-hmm. Nothing like that has, not, has been found. Yeah. So right now the suspicion really is that it was an electrical fault, but it will be it will still be said, you know, uh conclusively
0: once yeah. the investigation is done. No awesome man. And tell me and so um where you guys gonna have church now? I mean now that the building is uh now that the building obviously is going to be fixed or now that the building is down. Uh
2: okay, for now, this coming Sunday, yeah we were planning to have church uh at the adjacent parking lot, parking lot two being the biggest parking lot we have. But the authorities have shut down the entire property. Okay. And they've refused entry even into the parking lot. So fortunately, the Shark Stadium, the Coast Boys Kings Park Stadium, they've offered us their premises for this coming Sunday. Okay. So what we've done is we've closed down all the other branches, and we're just gonna have one big service Nice. At the stadium in King Park on Sunday, this coming I mean, Sunday. Awesome. And then on the nineteenth next week. From then on, we'll then have services at the parking lot in park a separate tent, and we'll have uh, we'll have services from the parking lot from then on.
0: So, are there plans to to rebuild? Um, and uh, and if there are, how long will it take?
2: Uh, okay, for now, I do think that the disseminated process of the of the authorities' investigation uh, continues. And then from there obviously you're gonna to have to have insurance come into the assessment. Yeah. So only after that has been done. Well, we are definitely gonna rebuild. That's that's that that's a given. But we just need to first get these processes done and then we will out our leaders will then give us a decisive action on the way
0: forward. Yeah. Sure. Well I mean you know what, um one thing that the devil didn't think of is that we are the church and uh, and not the building. Exactly. Um that yeah. like you know that church still stands. Yeah. And um and, and as much as we're not necessarily you know members of Durban Christian Center, um and as much as we didn't all attend uh the Jesus Dome, but that we still are the church and that the church still stands, regardless of the building having, you know, like having fallen. I mean, then, and uh, um, and I mean, Yeah. I
2: mean after the the, the mood on Tuesday Obviously, people were upset, some people were crying, Uh, you know, it it got bad to watch. But after an hour or two, we started to get a sense of just unity, you know, people rallying together saying, you know what, the devil is not going to win. We are going to rebuild this place and we're going to shame him. So, right now, that is the feeling. We're going to come out strong, everyone is in support. We've had messages pouring in from you know partners overseas all saying how can you help what do you Mm. give what do you need yeah and we've had an overwhelming sense of
0: support from people you know you know who i heard from that the building was on fire um israel um israel houghton Israel Houghton, as we as we called him, um, he sent me a WhatsApp and says, "Yo, bro, what's happening? You know, it looks like the church. um Have you heard about DCC? And you know, and the yes. thing is, he heard before even I heard about it. And yeah, and the guys yeah. like yeah. out there, I think is in LA right now. Yeah. I wasn't too sure. So so I mean, like, so that's amazing. And I think you know, for someone like that just to reach out to me to hear to about the news, yeah. and then you know, like, I, I, think I
2: think that speaks to that speaks to the legacy that Pastor Fred has yes. You know, he's done an amazing work here in Durban, especially in the city of Durban. So he has a lot of respect and, you know, a lot of people have come out from that place. a lot of churches that have started that came from, that came from, from D C C Not necessarily the Jesus' home, but from the leadership of Pastor Seth. A lot of people have been touched by this, knowing that he's old and, you know, this was his, this was his dream. So everyone is really behind getting it back up and in, 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 in a very short period of time. Yeah. So once all are done, we yeah, we're starting to we're starting to evolve.
0: I was I was actually reading um just some you know just some follow ups on News Twenty Four, dot com and and Pastor Llewellyn Roberts who's Pastor Fred's you know Pastor Fred's son. He actually quoted Romans chapter eight verse twenty eight, uh, which says, "And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose." So um, yeah. so I firmly believe that the latter. When this church goes up is going to be way better than the former. So, former. so, uh, yes, so yes. we believe with you, man. And, and, mm-hmm. and we're really just behind you guys and, and just know that, you know, anything that you need that, it, that we hear, you know, so, so hopefully I can be then one of those services at Kings Park. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that your support. But thank you so much, man. Yeah. We believe and we're praying for you guys at this time. So, and thank you so much for your time, man. Yeah we continue uh, thank you
2: so much man thank you to you and the listeners of open book you know we thank you for the support and we really appreciate it we'll be glad to have you when you're back up and running yeah and, uh, absolutely yeah, thank you so much for the time man
0: but I'll see you guys but, but, but I'll be seeing you this uh, this Saturday it's coming this, yeah, this Saturday, yeah at the highway Saturday, definitely highway picnic at the highway picnic yes, so, so yes, in pine town right
2: our generation.
0: awesome <laughs> stuff awesome stuff thank you Tavo.
2: thank you so much Simon.
1: yeah how, 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 how hectic. Man. That's very hectic. It's so unfortunate, but I just love how you can just hear from how Table just shared that, that there's just so much strength. Um, not just from him But from everybody Affected by this One way or the other You know And God is a God who provides And honestly Absolutely. All things do work together For good So yeah. That's the only way We can look at it Is that it was for good In its own way That God knows And he will reveal it In time And at the end of the day Church must go on
0: Church must go on It must, must go, go on. on And you know what Although the structure Has fallen down The church still remains It's still you know standing
1: I and mean? standing stronger than ever Yeah actually. And people
0: are like Oh no The church is, is not looking The same as it did before But But um, I mean like you know We're going to talk about something right now Yeah And you're going to be taking it through (laughs) And we're talking about the dress code In In church church. Dress code in church Yeah Because it's it's not the clothes that make the person True It's the person you know that makes Was I mean?
1: We spoke about identity, and yes. you really just think about it—the full package, dress yeah. code in church. Although it's really been a topic that has—it's brought some challenges at the same time within church. And when we speak about dress code in church, it's really the same effort that you put in um, when you. Getting dressed or preparing for a specific event Be it a graduation, a dinner, a party, an interview I think people should start putting more thought In how they dress for church as well
3: Okay, go
1: yeah, I mean, you've seen how the traditional way, if you look at our mainline churches, actually, yeah. there's so many restrictions when it comes to dressing, you know, the length of your skirt or your dress.
0: Oh, no, it's so restricted that, like, I think at one point they were like, you know what, we actually cannot get these rules through. In fact. So let's just put them in uniform.
1: In fact. Yeah. But now when you think about it, um perhaps they... Brought up that particular rules and regulations To avoid what is currently happening now Or what is happening within the charismatic If I could put it that way And what
0: is happening? I mean like what is happening right now?
1: Our pants have become tighter Our skirts have become shorter Our tops Our, our necklines of our tops have become lower So yeah. now we're starting to reveal more And we're becoming inappropriate to a certain extent Of course this could also come across as a general statement But at the end of the day We need to be aware of the fact that it is what is happening Happening as well yeah. um, Amongst females and maybe amongst A minority of men as well with the new cut of pants that's coming yeah. Up as well I've and the shirts it. and the blazers And really it's just getting to a point Where it's getting out of hand and I th- think it is not as appropriate as it should be for church so we're not saying let's go back to the whole traditional way of dressing but can we just look appropriate and proper because we are addressed by the way we dress and so many times you find somebody standing there or singing the worship team and her skirt is so short and she's pulling it down half of the time and you are now concentrating on that rather than praising and worshiping
0: And you know what I mean? Like the thing is, obviously, we can't. You know, you can't exactly be putting rules and saying, you know, you must wear thing that that comes to your knees, or it must be like a, you know, three centimeters up. But I think, and I'm speaking to you, you know, to all the Christians out there, you will know. When what you're wearing is slightly inappropriate, for so the fact that when you put it on, you are looking at certain parts of your body, yes. and you're trying to see if, 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 if like a certain thing shows, it shows
1: or doesn't show,
0: or doesn't show, mm-hmm. and therefore like you want accentuate it a bit. Exactly. So, so I guess from that that comes out because I think also it's about it's the it's the um it's the confidence that you exude from it. Do you of know course. what I mean? So in other words, like I mean, if you're like, oh no, it makes me walk like this, then chances are what you're wearing it's is not, not really the right thing. Exactly. And I know as a guy, the fact that like sometimes I'll, I'll be getting dressed, and the moment I'm like, yo, yeah, I'm looking nice, that 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 already takes the tension away, or my tension away from Christ, and all the tension is on me and on the fact that who is actually watching me, exactly. and right there and then. I change. And
1: yet it's not about you. And- an argument that came up as well, just thing about this topic, is that you find that now um, some people be like, no, I don't want to go to that church because they dress too well and I can't fit within the status quo of how they dress. Some people complain about such yeah, things. Yeah, 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 I- I've
0: had that as it's well. It's become
1: huh? a fashion show. Um, yeah. People feel inferior, perhaps about going to church because they don't want to dress a certain way or they don't have the clothes to wear that will suit that particular culture within yeah. that church. You know, um, you also find that some people would say, oh, but you can't turn away, um, newcomers or unbelievers, if I could put that in inverted commas, because of the way they dressed. Of course, we will accept them. You know, there's no problem with that. For as long as we then able to teach the appropriate way, the Christ-like way of how you would look and dress as God's image, really, yeah. because I honestly Believe that if you're going to go meet with the king You're not going to rock up there in a crop top And like highway scenes and be like Hey, it's not going to That's not just the way it should be done So dress code in the church should really go Back to how it should be um, Some people may say that you Find actually in most um African American churches, they are wearing a lot of uniform now. You find that the, the worship team is dressed in robes and everybody just looks the same. Yeah. And maybe that's where it needs to get to. We need to look the same in order to shift the focus from us and really make it about the real purpose of why we're here and not stand in the worship team dressed in a certain way because we want everybody to see that, Hey, I am wearing a particular suit or dress by Zoro type yeah. of thing. So. Dress code in the church is really just—it's getting out of hand, and um, perhaps we need to find a way of controlling it, um, but at the same time not bringing about that sense of judgment. Perhaps.
0: Yeah, but I mean, also, it does matter to the master how we dress. Yes. As much as um, as much as all I invited, I remember, actually, the um, the parable. There's a parable of the banquet where, um, where, uh, where, uh, you know, Jesus t- tells about like there's a king and he invites guests to the banquet and, the, and then suddenly nobody shows. Mm. But then somebody else, you know, like, but, but, and then he says to servants, just go out there and just find, um, and, 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 and just find people who will actually, um, you know, j- just get anyone in and invite them to the bank, uh, to the, to the banquet. I'm actually just trying to just find it here. Um, just, um, just in my Bible. And, um, and, and so I think like, you know, so, so they all come and then, and then some of them, I mean, like, I think one person sort of gets turned away. Um, I'm not sure, but I think maybe because of the way that he was dressed, of yes. the things that he was doing. So the thing is, as much as all are invited, do you know what I mean? There is still an acceptable way of course. to be, you know, to be. um, to the, to the king. So just make sure that you obviously just go to Luke chapter 14 and just sort of do that. Do you have... Any, I mean like just read it That's what I meant okay. <laughs> Do you have I mean like Are there any scriptures We just got like um, About four minutes
1: Scripture found you On 1st Timothy Chapter 2 Verse 9 to 10 It says Likewise I want women To adorn themselves With proper clothing Modestly and discreetly Not with braided hair And gold or pearls Or costly garments But rather by means Of good works As is proper For woman, making A claim to godliness So how you dress Basically And the appropriate way Or the proper way As it says right here Is it's really It depicts the sense of godliness so we need to remember that as the body of christ or as members of the body of christ we are mannequins and that depict the glory of god and and his image and his greatness so we ought to adorn ourselves as suit
0: we are billboards
1: basically i love that one
0: (laughs) (laughs) so how do you represent christ but the best way you know what the best way is it's not even about thinking about other people it's about thinking about how do you want to how do you want to represent God? How do you want to worship God in the way that you dress? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Because then in that way, we, we all will not be the same, but um, it will be appropriate to who yes. we are. Um, sp- we spoke about identity last week. Mm-hmm. You know, Like for instance, if I know, let's say if I'm like a hip-hop, a hip hop guy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, and I just love, you know, like I just love the swag stuff. So on, on a Sunday or when I go to a place of worship, Rock I'm gonna wear my best, you know? <laughs> I'm gonna wear like my best or at least look my best mm. uh, to represent God in the, in the, in the, in the best way that I can. You right. know, in the best way that I can. So now, I'm I'm not saying that everybody should like obviously go now and like and like sort of wear a suit yes. or um a lady should come in uh in Rebecca mm-hmm. ball gowns. Yeah, you know no. what I mean. And so <laughs>
1: just look appropriate.
0: Just you know, just look good for you for the God that you're gonna worship. Yes. If they said you're gonna come before the King and um and you wanna come and worship Him, so how are you gonna be dressed for that? Yes. You know, um. If you were a guy who was always wearing tracksuits and then like I, I guess on that day you're going to make sure that like your tracksuit is just looking really, really good and clean. Hmm. You know what I mean? And then, and then once again then that's going to eliminate the problem of people dressing outside of themselves.
1: Exactly. Exactly which
0: is actually the problem of why people look so so inappropriate, yes, because they're, they're not being appropriate themselves, to themselves, themselves.
1: that's so true yeah
0: and um and just like you know, like when paul speaks about he speaks about food, he says that if if to you it's you know if it, everything is permissible, but if to you it is sin, or if to you if you think that it's wrong. It may not be a sin, but if you do something that is outside of of your conviction of the Holy True. Spirit, then it is a then
1: sin.
0: Then it is, it is. And it's a really it is.
1: broad topic, and I think people out there have so much to say regarding it and distractions as well. So, yeah, it's it's a topic that needs to be unpacked further. Um, but for now, I think we really just leave it out there, and people can really share what they think about dress code in the church.
0: Yeah, one of our one of our chats actually says, uh, "But doesn't the Lord say, come as you are'?" Um, yes. God it does. God does say come as you are but the thing is when you go you won't be the same as when you came in. Amen. <laughs> so most people who go to church, they're not coming for the first time. They've True. already been changed. So exactly. don't go back to the to the way that you came that in. You, came you know? In. You need to be a different person and and the person who goes you know, who goes away has gotta come back having been renewed in the of way course. that they were renewed when they came. So yes, you know, come as you are. But um there's no ways that you're going to stay that way once you've met Christ. Amen. So uh, so true. no excuses for those who are who are already in Christ, already in the house, yes, already part of the family. And that's yeah. what it is. And, and that's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to talk <laughs> about today. <laughs> um yeah, so so Shalom is going to be back next week and you're going to be presenting the show. Yes. Um, all by yourself. I'm taking my I'm taking my family down to uh, to Durban. I'm gonna be at that you know, like at um at the highway picnic next week Saturday. Okay. And um so so before I go, I'm gonna leave you guys with something that's really, really awesome. So before I go, um just wanna let you know that there's one day. One this is the last day. And tomorrow one day. the album is coming out, Kingdom Come. Uh so so please make sure that you go onto iTunes and that uh you, you pre order that. We wanna chart. It's tomorrow. Sounding
1: awesome. Yeah. And I'm looking forward To actually interviewing Louis Obala About this particular You know album. what I mean <laughs> And we're going to do that <laughs> I'm going to, to sit look in forward your to... seat and,
0: I, and you're going to be this Most side. definitely <laughs> <laughs> So uh, so for now um, So for now I've had the great opportunity Of um, uh, last week actually Of speaking to Dr. Kreflo Dalla. You guys will know him He's on TBN in Africa um, On TBN all over the world um, And uh, a great speaker A great pastor Of um, of uh, How can I just forget The church now Of World Changes International Church So I'm going to we're gonna leave you guys with that with that interview that I had with him on TBN Meets. And tomorrow I've got your Landy Corky on uh, on TBN Meets. So mm-hmm. make sure that you tune in awesome. at 6 30 and um, and enjoy the interview. And we'll see you guys. Well, Shalom will see you I'll guys see you next week. And I'll see you guys the following week. Here awesome. we go. Cliffcentral.com choice. Sometimes you have it, and sometimes you don't. Auto Trader gives you the choice. Now you can shop. Compare and buy new cars. Watch our expert video reviews and research before you buy. Auto Trader New Car. The choice is yours. My guest today is none other than the stalwart in the Kingdom of God, Dr. Creflo Dalla. Dr. Dalla is the founder and senior pastor of World Changes Church International in College Park, Georgia, World Changes Church New York, and a host of fellowship churches located throughout the United States and Australia. Dr. Dalla also has offices in Australia serving the Asia Pacific region, here in South Africa, Canada, and the United Kingdom. He is a world renowned Bible teacher, a much sought after conference speaker, and a best selling author. His award winning Changing Your World television broadcast reaches nearly 1 billion homes in practically every country in the world. And today we have the honor of having him here with us. Dr. Dalla, a warm welcome to you.
4: Thank you, sir. I'm glad to be here.
0: Thank you so much. My first time getting to, uh, getting to meet you. Um, about about a year ago, I actually got to, I um, had, had the pleasure of meeting your wife, Pastor Taffy, as, well as, um, as well as Jordan, your daughter. How many children, I mean, how many children are there?
4: I have five kids, two boys, and three girls.
0: Five kids, two boys, three girls. Mm-hmm. When I saw you right now, which is the first time I've just kind of seen you in person or at least so close, I was like, you actually look younger than, than I thought. Well, I will or accept you th- that. I'll take every bit of that.
4: I'm working on aging backwards.
0: Yeah. So with the traveling, you know, with the traveling that you've um, that you've been doing, and we're going to get into that on, on the reason why you are you are you're in Africa because it is quite a lot. Mm-hmm. So with the traveling that you do, and also being the senior pastor of an international church, you know, has it become easier just over the years?
4: It, it's become easier recently because uh, my all of my kids are grown, and so they have accepted the call of God on their lives. Um, my uh, one of my sons is now the CEO of the ministry so he's running everything. Uh, Jordan has a huge impact on our praise and worship. She's writing music for our ministry, she's leading praise. I have another daughter operating in marketing aspect. I have a uh, another son operating our uh, uh 24-hour network for us. So it's it's become easier because I don't have to do those things. Yeah. And now uh, my seed is not participating <laughs> in the call of God, so in that aspect it has become easier
0: do you, um, do you feel like you know that pastors should should encourage their children to to do things in the ministry because, because clearly all all of your children are part of the ministry well, or does it kind of happen I, th- I think you have to uh,
4: allow them to become who they are they 've yeah. got to go down the, a road of uh, self discovery and 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 understand who they are and what the call of God is on their life, I would prefer that more than anything, that they will would come and say, Well, I believe God wants me to do this. I don't want to be the father and being a father is important to me. I don't want to be a father that says, you know, well you need to do this or you need to do that. I want to kinda of sit back and say, you know, what do you think God wants you to do? Because if you force people to do things that they don't feel called to do or anointed un- 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 to do, then it'll 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 have a negative impact in the future. So uh, Taffy and I have always prayed for our kids uh, and and I, I'm not saying by any means that my kids were perfect and flawless because some preachers want you to kind of get that message. Yeah, yeah, My kids had an opportunity to go through things like everybody else. But at the end of the day, we know what we put on the inside of them. We believe God for that in-between period mm-hmm. and when they are old, they <laughs> shall not depart from, from that. So I think that Each of them are coming into the anointing and the call of God for their lives. And um, Jordan, I believe she was born to do. They prophesized over her about music when she was uh, in my wife's belly. Um, uh, A couple of them now are still in search of what they're supposed to do. I back up and, you know, number one, I want to be their dad and, um, you know, not not pastor or preacher or what everybody else sees me. I, I want to be your father. And that's important, and, and as long as you do that, I think they'll find their way to, to get where they need to be. We'll guide them, we'll be there to answer questions, but we're not going to push them into doing something unless they feel they've been called to do that.
0: Oh, man, You now, know, that's absolutely awesome. World. We're very blessed to be part of your family, too, because yes. <laughs> we really feel like you know, you're, you're in our homes every single day, yeah. and uh, we really just kind of follow the message that you, that you preach. Mm-hmm. So I think together with your, with your church back at home, mm-hmm. and, uh, in, and also in many of the other campuses that you have, you mm-hmm. know, we feel like we're really just a part of that. And, and so, yeah, how great it is to have you in Africa. Thank you. It uh, started all the way in Ghana, you are telling me earlier yeah. on, and now, and now you're here in South Africa. How has this journey been so far?
4: Before, I'm I'm the senior pastor at home. I'm I'm the CEO at home. I'm the guy that everybody calls. So, uh, versus this time, I don't have any of that stuff. I now can can show up with I feel a new anointing to travel. You know, for the most part, I wanted to go do what I needed to do and get back home. There was yeah. just so much I needed to do back at home. I don't have anybody living in my house. I don't have those responsibilities. I I feel like I have an anointing to travel and I I feel like I have the right message to travel with. And so it's been sweatless. It's been, um, I've noticed a new anointing to do this. Mm. Um, and it's been an amazing journey. This has been a journey filled with uh, the favor of God. It's been a journey where I've seen hunger and thirst for the word. Um, it's just been an amazing journey. I'm, I'm going to have to go home and sit down and say, "Did that really happen?" That's how awesome this has been, and for me, what a privilege to be able to to come and preach the gospel of grace to hungry people, and to really have the opportunity to to break it down and to, and to see people say. I never understood that but now i got it i'm getting a hold of this yeah that's an honor for me to be able to do that religions trained our mind in one direction yeah and you know it takes a revelation to get the grace of god i'm, I'm very patient with people uh, I'm very patient with maybe friends of mine in the ministry who they don't have it yet. It, it takes a revelation to, to get that. And, and I want to be patient with people until they can get that. But I also want to continue to preach it and to identify now here's what we've learned religiously, but now let's go to the word and see what the word has to say. And let's rightly divide that word. And it, your, your, your heart grabs it immediately, but yeah. your head begins to battle with it. And so the renewing of the mind becomes so vital. And then one day you look at it and say, I think I got this. And you'll yeah. see the whole thing come together. But it does take time, and we're patient it with does. people.
0: Amen. Yeah. And I guess also the more you need to hear it time and time yeah. again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it does of make sense. Now, I know that you, you have a heart for Africa. Sure. Um, I've met some of the team that, um, or some of the guys that are part of your team mm-hmm. um, for Criford Dollar Ministries here in, uh, in, in Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. What... What is it that you see that is so special or that you find about Africa?
4: Well, I mean, um, when, I, when I first had the opportunity to come here, I felt like I, I saw me here. <laughs> yeah. And I felt like I had a responsibility to, to minister to my people. Uh, my mother comes from the Indian side of our family and my father from the african side of our family and so those are two areas that are very very important to me and you know i just felt a real strong call i just feel like um i just don't want africans or blacks in america to to be behind in the things of god and so i'm i have a hunger and a thirst to participate in the anointing that god's put on my life to be a blessing. to my people. Now, somebody would say, "Well, well, you're not from Africa." Well, somewhere down the line back there, somewhere I was. <laughs> okay, In the
0: Indian there. So. Yeah, or Indian somewhere
4: down there. And 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 I feel like, well, you know, I want to accept the responsibility that what I can sow now to this generation, and after 36 years to still be have some relevance that somebody would want to hear what I have to say, and and it and it feels good to still you know, be relevant in some of the things that you have to say. Uh, we live in a generation right now where, you know, there's a real privileged type of generation that comes up and they don't really get, you know, the price that was paid for them to be able to do these things or to, to be able to do that. And I just think, well, let's just get in the Word. Let's see if you can understand this thing. And once you understand it, let's see the light bulb come on. I was at uh, Grace Bible Church last night, and the number of young people that came up to get born again was Amen. mind-boggling. And for me, it says, wow, they were really attentive. They really got something. They began to understand some things. I just believe that uh, this continent can be uh, one of the greatest examples in the wor- world. And I know other people say, how would you be able to do that? Well, I'm not going to stop thinking that. So I want to do my part, challenge other people to do their part, and I just believe that, you know, I just believe that the black man is one of the most powerful men on the planet. Amen. And I'm I just, agree. just got to say that and <laughs> he can go in any nation of the earth and adapt. And yeah. uh, whether it's the language, whether it's the custom, the culture, you can't go hardly anywhere without seeing a, a black guy, maybe one or two. But they're there and they are adapting. And I want to be a part of the mind renewal of Africa, as people begin to renew their minds in the Word of God, I don't have all the answers, mm-hmm. um, but if I can play a small part in, in 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 the solution, I want to play that part.
0: Well, I mean, you definitely you definitely do that every single time I call, you know, the Criflodala um, Ministries offices here mm-hmm. in uh, in Johannesburg. There's even just you know just in your absence, mm-hmm. um, they definitely just represent you so well. You know, every time That's they'll good. be like you know, Crefford Ministry is international. How can we serve you? I'm like, wow, that's new. <laughs> so it's really wonderful. So what's the function of all these offices? Because I believe that you have one here. Uh, there's one in the United Kingdom, sure. Australia, as I, was re- mm-hmm. uh, as I was just reading earlier on. Well, it's really to,
4: to to add legs to the vision in these different areas. And so uh, without me being here, this office is here to represent the vision, mm-hmm. to uh, assist uh, the different locations, to assist our partners, to provide uh, necessary ministry tools, whether it's uh, books or tapes, to provide instructions, seminars, missions, work that they will do. So although I'm not here or the church in America is not here, we have an office here and they develop relationships with people that we're in relationship with, Rhema Bible Church and other folks that are in the area. And we look at what, what the needs are. And we come together, and they represent our heartbeat and our vision uh, in this nation. And so I'm just really glad to hear that. The the office we have here in South Africa is also the location of our international director. Yes. And so she is responsible for all of the offices worldwide to make sure that we're all saying the same things, doing the same things. Uh-huh. And um, by doing so, each office also is attached or married to some type of mission. Uh, they're also uh, becoming aware of how important it is to minister to any partners that we have in in the region, and so over the years um, we've just seen an amazing relationship develop. So when Taffy and I do come to that particular area, our partners have been well taken care of. Relationships with other ministries have been taken care of. The missions in that location, if some type of tragic situation were to take place, we're 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 uh, boots on ground. Ready mm-hmm. to go and to play our part in trying to resolve that issue that's come up. So it's a very important part of our ministry. These offices that we we now have, uh, of course, one in Canada, one in India, yeah. and 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 where there's the need and we feel like we need to be involved and have, a, in a sense, an embassy there, ready to minister to those who are part of what we call the world changes nation. Yeah. Then we'll be there to minister to those people.
0: What other other work is Creflo Dollar Ministries International sort of doing in Africa that we don't necessarily know anything of?
4: Yeah, we have Creflo Dollar Global Missions that they work very closely with our offices. We're doing things like, this whole thing started when um, I had a chance to visit a woman in um, Brazil. And she was uh, living in basically a cardboard house with several children and she was pregnant. And it bothered me so much. I was like, this is ridiculous. And so we decided to build homes, and we built a whole neighborhood. And we uh-huh. kept building until the government said, all right, we got it. This is a little embarrassing. And from that point on, in Africa, uh, I know in Kenya, we went in and started building, I think they call them green homes or greenhouses. Yeah. We bought in training for agriculture. We showed them how to develop uh, agriculture and then to take the development and implement it within their economic system so they would have money as well, mm. build churches and schools there to make sure that what we do is something that's perpetual, something that can bring you from turmoil to testimony. And mm-hmm. um, so there are several things that the global missions teams has done. I mean, when in here we went to a I think it was a woman shelter that Taffy visited for women who have been uh, raped and abused and you're in South Africa. Yeah, and we want to partner with them to help them to transform out of that emotional, hurt, mm, painful mm. status into a place of testimony where they can get over that kind of deal. There's so much going on right now in the different areas that we're involved in, the feeding programs, the digging of wells. The emphasis this year is on education yeah. and curriculum. And so these things we have an office here in South uh, in uh, South Africa, but we also have one in Nigeria so that they can kind of share some of the responsibilities of what's going on. We had an office in Nigeria, close it up recently, just opened it back up. And so that's going to assist us along with the global missions team to identify the need that we think we are anointed to help yeah. and then to minister to that need long term, marry you, stay with you. And let's see you out of turmoil until you can mm-hmm. be in a place of testimony.
0: And all of this is supported by, by your partners? Partners. Well, first of all, by you guys as a family? Partners. No. <laughs> partners. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, contrary to
4: popular opinion. Okay,
0: cool. So they're all same partners. So they're How yeah. same partners. How important, how important is, is, is giving? Um, to a to a Christian, or well, how important should it be to a Christian?
4: As far as a Christian given to a, a, certain, um, um, a certain issue need, or something in other words, like that being a partner
0: up. in your ministry and well,
4: so our forth. partners, we couldn't do this without our partners. I'm telling you, it's just yeah. um, there's no way you could do this. Uh, we believe and trust that God will move on the hearts of people and instruct them uh, to be givers mm-hmm. in certain you know issues that may come up within our our, uh, our partnership uh, assignment and missions, whatever the mission may yeah. be, we're, we're believing that God will minister to them and they will become a part of giving to that, that mission so it can be what it needs to be. Um, we don't have any tricks. I don't have any water from Israel. I don't have special rocks <laughs> or any of that kind of stuff. It's just simple. Here's yeah. the mission. Pray about your involvement in that mission. Amen. If God leads you to be involved in this mission, whether it's to volunteer, whether it's financially, whether it's prayerfully, um, you let us know where you feel that God is leading you to volunteer in this particular mission. But it's vital, the financial piece. And we have great partners who have committed. There are some partners who said, I can't do a lot of things, but I can give financially. We've got wow. great businessmen who own great businesses who have heard from God that we are going to support your missions overseas. And they've done just that. And without our partners, I don't know. There's no way we could, could do what we're doing. And so, we let them know what the need is. They say, "I'm going to pray about it. If God wants me to be a part of it, I'm going to give." They give into it, and we give God all the glory for it.
0: Amen. Yeah. Amen. I want to get back to to your ministry because many of us want to know where did you know where did it all start? But I think more than that, how did you how did you sense the calling uh, upon your life to to get into ministry? Um. I was actually trying
4: to get into the NFL, the national football league. I was, I actually wanted to, that's uh, a great ministry. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to do that. I I never had a desire to be a preacher and no how, no way. Yeah. It it was just not something that I wanted to do. And, uh, God just took that and said, well, I'll use, I'll use this as your wilderness experience. And he, he put it in my heart and I'll never forget. I accepted an invitation to go and speak at a youth Sunday. And after I finished speaking, everybody got born again, including the preachers and all the deacons. And I'm thinking, what is this? You know, I'm thinking, well, you know. And then eventually I I gave my, you know, my commitment strongly to God. And I went, I transferred from college to a college in in Georgia. And I remember this one girl came up to me. She says, you look different. Are you a Christian? I said, yes, I am. Share my testimony with her. She got born again. she bought two of her friends they got born again next thing you know we're in a room with a hundred people and I'm like look I'm not a teacher but I'll be glad to share my testimony with you guys because I thought that was pretty awesome to be able to share your testimony about Jesus I'm trying to be a witness for Jesus so but then I noticed it started growing like 200 people in the room and they're looking to me like I'm a leader and I'm like no I'm not gonna I'm just I'm just trying to share my testimony I'm not gonna be a preacher Yeah. Uh, we had Christmas break come up. I had a, an open-eyed vision from the Lord and about world changers and, you know, how He wanted world changers in the earth. And, and I mean, I'm, my eyes are open and I'm seeing this thick figure walk by with the vision and all you're getting get understanding. Hmm. And when that occurred, I went back with uh, a sense of seriousness about the call of God on my life. And it became one of the largest entities on that campus I was freaking out like what am I (laughs) doing here (laughs) and um, and that's that's how it originally started I mean it was all God calling me to do something and I said I would never do
0: and would you would you mind just sharing that testimony because I'm pretty interested to hear what it what it was (laughs) the testimony of how I got in that position no of the testimony that you shared and uh, that people obviously came up or was it just preaching it, it was so strange I, I
4: i refused to preach i just thought you needed to understand this if you could understand this you wouldn't think like this if you could really understand this you wouldn't act like this yeah and so i'm on the uh, the mission of if i can give you understanding and you get this will you become a christian
0: That's what it and is.
4: that's what it was all about for me i felt like the the, the issue was You go to churches and you just didn't understand if you could just only understand this you would change the way you would think about it yeah (laughs) and that's what i started doing i just simply said you know here's what i've come to understand now did you know that yeah did you know this did you know that and the passion began to just grow on the inside for people to understand this and it wasn't in a formal setting of a church or a pulpit it was in the street Mm. I would go soul winning in a low income area and knock on all the doors, Taffy and I, until we had witness to every person in that community uh, that we could win some because we felt it was important for people to know what we knew they couldn't possibly understand. And if we could explain it to them, they would get it. And so we would pray the prayer of salvation with people and all that kind of stuff. Now, I was a rugged person. You know, football player didn't care about anything quite rude and everything that I did. And and, and all of a sudden, you know, the, the power of God's just just opening my heart up. And, mm-hmm. and that's honestly how it started. It started with God showing me I got born again and God showing me things I've never seen before. First yeah. of all, the Bible. I'm thinking it's par- probably pretty important to open this up and read it if this represents what we believe and not just go to church and to become a part of some religion and you don't know it for yourself. And, and that's how it started, opening this Bible, reading this Bible, doing what I understood and seeing results. And that yeah. was the thing that got everybody. If you do this and see results, will you believe this is real? And they begin to do it and see results, mm-hmm. pray it, see results. Do all this stuff that we found out and see results, and so it was undeniable. There is a God. This word is real. Let's live it and see how it changed our life. And so yeah. we started off in the living room of my mother's house.
0: Like eight people, I was reading. Well, no, actually, that was
4: small. It was like four.
0: Oh, it uh, was eight. With, uh, with it was eight when we and started the church. Yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah. And 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 my sister got born again. It was obvious to her. She says, "Well, I would be an idiot not I'd get born again now that I understand this." Yeah. And then we moved the church, started the church in a in the school elementary school cafeteria, uh, where I was the first black to integrate that school. Wow.
3: Right.
4: And and so that's where our church started, World Changes Church, um, in College Park. And from that, you know, it just I, it grew.
0: It just grew. It grew. There and must just, be there must be though some sort of consistency because obviously you know the bigger the church, the bigger the church gets. Um, the the different responsibilities become Mm -hmm. um you know as 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 a church leader Mm -hmm. but there must have been something which you have been consistent in that you haven't uh, wavered from um in terms of your in terms of your leadership style Mm -hmm. um do you know what that is could you share that with us well excellence was a pretty big deal yeah
4: and 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 excellence in every area excellence in teaching the word excellent in our setups excellence in our presentation paying attention to every detail because mm-hmm. i believe that somehow or another that um the god of excellence deserved excellence from from us and and i, I became a little anal with it uh, yeah. but, <laughs> but I, I really thought if we're going to do something for god we really need to latch hold of this we need to believe it with all of our hearts And so my life became that discipline for other people to to study that, you know, I was extremely disciplined. I had a very disciplined lifestyle that, you know, I'm up praying at this time. I'm studying at this time. We're doing this. We're doing it this way. And it was really, really disciplined uh, because I felt like we have to change how we're doing things. I mean, we we can't present to God what we present to everybody else. So let's learn how to how to do this. So our leadership was very, very. Uh, key where the solution came from the top to the bottom, and a revolution came from the bottom to the top. Mm-hmm. That anything with more than one vision was a division. Um, and we begin to just teach these different principles of loyalty to God, loyalty towards one another, the importance of walking in the love of god and and never ever ever receive anything without knowing that it 's in the word two uh-huh. or three times because uh-huh. one scripture does not and cannot establish a doctrine
0: yeah.
4: and, and and it was all all of those things that um, I felt like the consistency was the key to the yeah. breakthrough, and so we 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 made up in our minds that we were going to be consistent and mm-hmm. eventually we would see a breakthrough. Consistent and we'll mm-hmm. see a breakthrough. Yeah. And that's what happened.
0: And uh, I must say, I've also just been a huge fan of your, of your books. Mm-hmm. Uh, when my wife and I had just, you know, had just had a small little baby, Kenzie, mm-hmm. we, uh, we got some of your books, The Successful, the Successful, Successful Family, Family. Yeah. and that has really just uh, been second to the Bible in a way as we read it. But I think really what also kind of made a difference to us was, um, was your marriage enhancer DVDs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really just something that, you know, our audiences out there should get, because if you're married, you should be listening to this every single year and we've still got to get them out as well to listen to them, yeah. you know, uh, for this year. So is there any new material that we should be looking out for um, that's coming out or anything that's just come out? Yeah, we've just finished
4: something on the grace-based marriage.
0: Yeah, And,
4: you know, one of the things Taff and I have learned is, you know, how I treat her is none of her business. Her business is how she treats me.
0: Yeah, that's right.
4: And um, and and, this, and the same thing is true where she's concerned. And so we found out that The key to bitterness was putting yourself in the center Mm. when you get yourself in the center then all of a sudden you can get offended all of a sudden you have problems with everything because you're in the center Mm. take yourself out of the center and put somebody else there in the center and you're going to find yourself responding in the right way Um, how i treat her is none of her business her business is how she treats me and how she treats me is none of my business my business is how i treat her and if we'll both tend to our business, we'll see harmony taking place in our marriage.
0: And it's, it's worked for over lesson. 30 I'm years. Sure it, oh, yeah. it works. <laughs> no, Thank you so much, Dr. Dollar, for really joining us here on, on TBN Meets. But before you leave, I want to ask you to, uh, to please just give our viewers just a message of encouragement, whatever is mm-hmm. in your heart, for you to just say to Africa and, uh, and the world right now.
4: Well, you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm just really on right now is for us to make sure that we are totally dependent upon God. And a lot of times we can depend on ourselves, we can depend on our performance, and we can depend on all the things we can do. We sweat to try to get God to do something He's already done. And I think that this is a great place to be, that we can find rest in Him, totally depending on Him for everything. He's already done everything that will ever need to be done in your life. So if we can just kind of resign from our labor trying to make things happen, and learn how to depend on him and rest in what he's already done, I think we'll find that he'll manifest himself a lot quicker and a lot better by us trusting him more than we trust what we can do to try to make things happen.
0: Hey Amen. Thank you so much. You're Just more a, than welcome. Small little story to tell you. Um, my my mother-in-law you know, came to Christ during one of your... One of your um, one time you're preaching at church and uh, and, they, and we lost that thing about a year and a half later, but mm-hmm. you know we're so happy that she is with the Lord mm-hmm. and because of the great ministry that you've done. So I think on a personal note for me and my family, mm-hmm. thank you so much for all that you you're do. you're more than welcome sir. Thank you. revolution
3: I' got something
0: important to tell you